trying to build here and the type of success we're looking to, to have and, and hopefully sustain. I'm not worried about the outside noise or what, what people are writing about, what people are saying. When we step on that field, we're ready to go to war for our brothers. It's unnecessary roughness. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. This is Unnecessary Roughness, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Good shot 10. Good shot 10. Going to repeat that throughout the course of the show today. That could be the theme. If I was writing a story, if I was writing an essay, it would be good shot 10. Those are the words of GM Dave Ziegler as he was at practice earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center indoors as Jimmy Garoppolo zipped the ball to Devontae Adams in the red zone, in the end zone, and you heard the GM yell out, good shot, 10, and he came with that exact energy right there to the point where I heard Dave Ziegler say, good shot, 10. I say that, I'll start the show with that, because Jimmy G had a much better day than what we've been talking about over the past few days when you talk about Jimmy G and his practices and the way that the defense had been doing really well on Friday and Saturday of last week. Sunday was that day where it was just kind of a cleanup day. Then Monday and Tuesday they were off, but they're back at the indoor facility today, kind of having one more practice before the 49ers actually enter the, the building tomorrow for the joint practices. Of course, preseason game number one comes up on Sunday so wanted to bring that and start the show with good shot 10 because again really good day as far as I'm concerned from Jimmy Garoppolo thought he was very decisive thought he did a good job delivering the ball to the guys that he's got to get the ball to Devontae Adams Hunter Renfro Jacoby Myers uh, Trey Tucker whoever the case may be whoever he delivered the ball to he delivered it and it was very decisive and as a matter of fact does that mean that the defense had a bad day no not at all. That's the good thing about it. It's not one of those where, oh, the defense stunk, and that's why Jimmy G was good. No, but Jimmy just looked like he was a lot more sure of himself as opposed to what we've been seeing the past few days. So I, I just I thought it was a, a good day to have a good day for the offense of Jimmy G and really put some confidence behind him and the Raiders' offense as they prepare for the 49ers Thursday and Friday. So excited to see what that's going to look like out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Should be a lot of fun for the next few days, having San Francisco in town and, of course, preparing for the game on Sunday. Excited about the broadcast of the game on Sunday. Uh, you'll hear JT and Lincoln and Eric Allen on one call. Uh, you'll hear Jason Horowitz, and he'll be on the TV call. Uh, I'll be getting an opportunity to do the pre- and the post-game show. Like, we're having a lot of fun. We're ready to really cover this like a glove and be all over it. Then I know Next week, JT will be out in L.A. Uh, to cover the Rams and, the, and the, the Raiders, and we may have some more of us there. I know Vinny's going to be there for in L.A. for uh, the joint practices, but we're going to have it all covered up. I'll be doing the pre- and the post-game show from Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, but JT will be on the call again as he's going to be on the call throughout the course of the preseason. Uh, he'll be doing that from L.A. So we got a lot of, of moving parts as we get this preseason covered up really well and prepare for the uh, upcoming season. Just excited about the opportunity that we have. And this weekend, it's alumni weekend, so that's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to potentially having some alumni on the show, on this show, Unnecessary Roughness, coming up around Friday. And then, of course, some really good alumni we'll have for the pregame show at the Torch inside Allegiant Stadium. So, like I said, we've got our hands in a lot of things right now, and it's, and it's a good time to have a good time. Was out there at practice earlier today, and uh, head coach Josh McDaniels did not talk today. Aiden O'Connell talked. Uh, I'm trying to think who else talked. Brandon Parker, I had to leave. 
leave before that was all said and done because, well, I don't know, they got this thing called a radio show that we have to do at 2 o'clock, so we wanted to make sure that I was on time for it. But uh, there were some, uh, some, some players that spoke earlier to the media, and, of course, we'll have some of those sound bites coming up on the show today. But uh, pretty, pretty good day today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center as far as I'm concerned. Coming up on the show today as far as guests, Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He'll join us at 2.30 to talk what he saw at Raiders practice, and there was a bunch of us. You could tell it must be getting closer to the regular season because, man, there was a, a big, large contingency of media. Some guys that I haven't seen all um, all offseason, right, <laughs> all training camp, haven't seen them yet, but you could tell it's starting to get ramped up, and guys are coming in from out of town, and that's a good thing, right? The more coverage, the better, and so I'm all for it. So you know that everything is starting to get ramped up. But Vic Tafer from The Athletic will join us at 2.30 to talk all things Raiders and what he saw at practice earlier today. At 3 o'clock, on the flip side, we'll talk all things 49ers with Matt Barrows, also from The Athletic. He'll join us to talk about what he's expecting or what he is looking to see coming up on uh, on Thursday and Friday in the joint practices. Again, the preseason game is cool, but the joint practices are what the coaches really care about. So Matt Barrows will join us to talk about the quarterback situation. We had Bonte Hill on earlier this week from 95.7 The Game in the Bay Area, but we'll kind of deep dive a little bit more. All things 49ers with Matt Barrows from The Athletic. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. 3.30, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. She joins us each and every Wednesday to talk some aces. I don't know if you saw the game. I know my man Ari had a front si- a, a front row seat for it for the most, most part, uh, running it on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. You can hear all the aces game on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and they blew out the Dallas Wings. It wasn't even close, man. They knew that Dallas had played them tough the past couple games. They knew that they got the brakes beat off them from the New York Liberty the other day, and, man, Asia Wilson and company were not playing around. On Asia's 27th birthday, she went out there and dominated, had an absolute monster game. So uh, the Aces are all right. right? They might have lost to the Liberty. They might have got the brakes beat off them, but, look, Three losses so far on the season, and uh, they really made up for it last night, taking down the Dallas Wings, and it, like I said, wasn't even close. So Paloma will join us at 3.30 to talk all things Aces. She'll also talk all things UNLV as they're back at practice. They're getting ramped up for their 2023 season, and I saw a note that they're going to actually put pads on starting tomorrow. So just like the Raiders put on pads for the first time last week, well, now UNLV is about to put on pads for the first time starting tomorrow. So Paloma will join us to talk all things Aces and also UNLV, and that's coming Coming up at 3.30. Yesterday, we had Raider assistant coaches that uh, you heard from. You heard from Jason Simmons, the secondary and uh, pass game coordinator. Uh, you heard from Bo Hardegree, the quarterback coach. You heard from Edgar Bennett, the wide receivers coach. So today, you'll hear from Carmen Basillo, offensive line coach. You'll hear from Kennedy Polamolo. He is the running backs coach. And Antonio Pierce, linebackers coach. Very excited to bring those to the table. Those are some of the guys that I had a chance to catch up with on uh, on Tuesday at the Raiders facility as all the assistants were made available to us. So that'll be sprinkled in throughout the course of the show as well. We've got winning on the way. Don't forget the Lotus Summer of Fun. I know it feels like summer is over because kids are going back to school. And All right, let me let me ask you this, man. I'm just curious. It is August 9th today, right? Officially August 9th. Kids went back to school earlier this week. Is it just getting earlier and earlier yes. for kids? <laughs> I knew as soon as you said, let me ask you a question, I knew that's what you were going to say. It just, yes. What is, I mean, look, I don't have any kids that have to worry about going to school, you know, like high school or anything. So I'm not, I don't, I guess I'm out of the loop, which is a good thing. <laughs> Keep me out of the loop. I really don't want to <laughs> know. But it just seems like it's like earlier and earlier and early every single year. We have, uh, we have the interns here the, uh, from the high school. Yeah. 
And yeah. one of them yesterday was they just started, and this okay. is literally their first week. And I'm just like, just like you, I'm like, it just feels weird. I, I thought it at one point, and I know I'm gonna sound like the old dude in the room, and I'm okay. I'm I with was, you. I was actually talking to uh, one of the assistants for the PR department with the Raiders today at the at, at practice, and uh, she was saying that she's like, yeah, man, I'm turning 26 next month. She's like, I'm getting so old. I was like, 26. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm 46. <laughs> and she said. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Gosh. So then, so then I brought up the Tyreek Hill old school story. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm embracing it. Hey, I'm, I'm good, man. Just It's a blessing to get old. So, yeah, I'm 46. It's all good. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill called me old school. I'll take that. But, yeah, it's just so funny that, you know, young people are like, oh, man, I'm getting old, 26. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days when so, I used to say dumb things like that. <laughs> right. I just think that that's so funny. But, uh, yeah, man, when I when I was in high school, and, and I, I swore that we didn't get back to school until Sep- September. Yeah, September. And I'll even add, I want to say in the last five, ten years, it's one of those things you just kind of notice or you don't. I feel like even then, they were maybe going back, like, late August or mid-August. Like, this yeah. is August 9th. Is, right. Or, or I guess actually be the 7th. That is... I feel like the NBA season starts earlier and earlier all the time, but, man, school starts early. I'm glad I – because, look, I'll tell you right now, if I had been young and they started school in August, I'd have been like, well, you might as well just mark me absent (laughs) for the first month. Give me an extra month, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then are they out? Are they out, like, March now? What is? No, they still go till like, June, right? No. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm out I'm of exaggerating, loop. but I actually think they – I think the same point with the – we have the students, like I said. Yeah. They, they kind of wrap up around the the end of the school year, and I believe – I want to say it was like the end of May, if you could believe that. I could be wrong, but I don't even think they made it to June. It was, it was just – I don't have Or maybe idea. it was like the first week in June. It was just insane. I know it's, it makes me feel like the old dude in the room when we started talking about kids going back to school and yep. they're going back too early. And when I was <laughs> in school, it was not till September, Wait, but I promise you, man <laughs> – it said SEP on the calendar when I before I got to the school, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just missed the whole first month. Uh, like I said, I would have had no wow. problem with that. I mean, anyway. we're old still, but yes, uh, you're just, old. Th- I'm, things I'm, done I'm change. Blessed. You're old. I'm blessed. Right, I'm younger than you. <laughs> I'm younger than you. I'll say so this. I got to know old school. Yeah. You know, hey, look. I, again, I'll, I'll take that. I'll I'll hold on to that. I'm I'm okay with that. It's so funny, man. Parking at the at the Raiders facility, like the the media has to park in a certain area, and so. I always park in a certain area when they tell me to, but when they don't tell me to, I just assume that it was a one-day thing and I could park wherever I want, so I do that. And so Cassie Soto said, oh, I see you got your parking spot back. And I was like, hey, man, they didn't tell me I couldn't park here today, so I'm assuming that I can. And she's like, well, they told us the other day. I said, yeah, but that was the other day. I said, see, you guys. And so then I went into my, you guys are trained. You went to, When the bell rang at school, you went to class. I waited for the third <laughs> bell. Most people didn't even know there was three bells that rang. I knew the third bell rang. When the third bell rang, that's when I went to class. Here comes Q. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> or hey. wait, or is it I'll wait? Right. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, he said, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we got a heck of a show lined up for you. Vic Tafer will join us at 2.30. Matt Barrows from The Athletic at 3. Paloma Villacana at 3.30. Plus, you'll hear from uh, Carmen Brasillo, offensive line coach, Carmen, uh, Kennedy Palomalo, the running backs coach, Antonio Pierce, the linebackers coach. All that's coming up on the show. Winning on the way. Excited about the Lotus Summer of Fun. Plus, uh, we got uh, your calls and text, 702-365-9200. With all that being said, we're already off to a great start. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
Got a couple texts that I want to start off with from the 702. This one's Ramon from Las Vegas. Shout out to Ramon. He said they get out early, early May. So now they go back early, early August. That's a, I don't know if I want to go back in August. I might be like, you know what, just hold me over till June. <laughs> hold me over till June. I'll go back in September, man. Can we, can we make that trade off? I don't know. That's just me. Got a text for the 209. Yeah, it was late May, Ari. My daughter went back this Monday, but was off last week of May. Okay, there you go. Uh, and then a text from the 707. Now I know I'm really old. When we started school, it was always a Tuesday after Labor Day. What happened to a full summer? See, we're not the only cats that are old around here, Ari. I, that's been confirmed by three different texters on our don'tbebroke.com text line. That's what you got, that we're old, not that, that's, that they go back earlier. That's how you took that. See, I just took it as they go back earlier, and I just went along with my day. <laughs> <laughs> you want to comp out how old we are. Well, that's fine. But no, that's what the texture said. Now I know I'm really old, so I'm all right. We I'm all right with them. I mean, look, it's 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 one it's one or the other, man. Either we're old, we're vintage, we're blessed. What are we? I man? like vintage. I like that. Well, that Seasoned. sounds super old. Seasoned. Season sounds. <laughs> season sound like you're cooked. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> I don't want to be cooked, brother. I, I'm just getting started. I don't want to be cooked, man. Don't cook me already. So there you go. Those are some confirmations that the kids go back to school early, but apparently they get out of school early as well. So the questions I want to throw out there to you, with the 49ers coming to town, knowing that the joint practices are going on, you've already heard what we have to say about the first 11 practices that were just Raiders on the Raiders. What do you want to see or hear from the Raiders in their joint practices with the 49ers? Like, what do you want that you think should stand out the most that we can come back and tell you about, you can see maybe on video, whatever the case is. What is it that most intrigues you about these joint practices that will kind of give you the idea that you need to know about this team? And then with Jimmy G having a really good day today and looking like he was you know, settled in and, and confident in where he was throwing the ball and all that good stuff, what is your confidence level when it comes to Jimmy G settling in, settling in with his weapons, settling in with, uh, you know, the offensive line, understanding what head coach Josh McDaniels wants him to do with the ball. Where is your confidence level when you hear that Jimmy G comes out and has a really sharp day today? And again, he did. And I said, it's so funny. I tweeted out that Jimmy G's having a great day of, of practice, right? To the point where Dave Ziegler shouts out, you know, good shot 10 when he hits him with that touchdown, when he hits Devontae with that touchdown pass. And someone said, so completing some passes is a great practice? And I was like, no, he's literally having a great practice today. Like, it, it, without overreacting, it is a great practice for what, from what we were talking about just a couple days ago, right? From Friday, where he threw four picks. From Saturday, when he threw three picks. Today was night and day. It was, it was way better of a day today for Jimmy G. So there's that, right? So I feel like it's like he's starting to settle in. But does that mean that he's going to be, you know, that guy? He's going to be fantastic? No. But I do want to know where your confidence level is when it comes to Jimmy G settling in with this offense and the weapons around him. And then what do you want to see or hear from the Raiders in their joint practices with the Niners? And I'll start with that. What I'm looking for, because I'm starting to believe that the, the defense is going to make some plays, right? I talked about it on yesterday's show that the secondary, I'm having confidence in the secondary. I uh, want to see what the linebackers are going to do. Uh, Max, Max Crosby, he, uh, he didn't really practice today. He stretched and he went through all that warm-ups and drills like that, but then uh, didn't have a, a full-blown practice. So I'm assuming that he's going to be out there tomorrow and be ready to go. I'm interested to see if he 
wrecks the Niners practice like he's been wrecking the, the Raiders practice. That's first and foremost. I want to see if Max Crosby is going to have that same effect on the 49ers practice as he was having on the Raiders practice to the point where on Sunday they gave him the complete day off. <laughs> yeah, you're good, big fella. Go ahead and sit it on down. That's the first thing I want to see. I want to see if the secondary is hanging with the wide receivers, and they have some good ones. Brandon Ayuk, and we'll ask Matt Barrows coming up at 3 o'clock. Brandon Ayuk, from all reports that I'm reading, is having a fantastic camp. What's Debo Samuel's role this, uh, this upcoming year? Is he still wide receiver slash running back? What is, what is he doing this year? But it seems like Brandon Ayuk is really that guy. So I want to see if a guy like a young Jacorian Bennett is able to hang with an Ayuk or hang with a Debo Samuel, right, and, and, and the moment not be too big. Like it hasn't been too big so far through 11 practices with the silver and black. Now that he's going up against someone else that's not wearing the same jersey, is it still not going to be too big? I want to see that. And then the communication. Really, and this is still with the defense. Just want to make sure that the communication is still there. Trayvon Merrick, I thought he did well again today, right? I mean, he didn't come up with any plays like he picked anybody off or anything, but he's right there. He's right there where the play is made, where the ball is caught. Boom, he's right there. So he's looking more comfortable. But I want to see what the communication looks like when it's somebody else. Because these guys, and I know that the, the offenses and defense for the 49ers, they're not going to be going – you know, the, like mid-season form mode, right? They're not going to be going crazy like that. But at the same time, that's Jimmy G across from them. That's, you know, that's the, 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 still the Raiders. That's still somebody else. They're going to want to still say, hey, you know what? We won that practice or we wrecked their practice. or they, they, they know that we're a problem. That team's got a lot of talent. So the communication defensively. And then offensively, I just want to continue to see Jimmy G do what he did today, settle in. Right? I'm not asking for big home run plays. I'm not asking them to hit Devontae deep or Trey Tucker deep and whatever. I just, I just want to see that he's decisive with the ball, knows where to go, gets it out of his hands quickly, and doesn't take a bunch of would-be sacks. Right? You don't want to take a bunch of would-be sacks. You want to get the ball. I think I saw him today take one would-be sack. And the rest of the time, he got the, the ball out of his hands very quickly and got it to the right guy. Hunter did a hell of a job today. Trey Tucker, he put a couple balls on the ground early, and I thought, man, what's going on with Trey Tucker? He did some push-ups like we used to do back in the day when you, put, when you, you touched the ball and you didn't catch it. You all of a sudden had to drop down and, and give at least five push-ups. He was doing that a couple times. Then all of a sudden, he just kind of snapped into it, and he looked a lot better. So Jacoby Myers, I, I can't say enough about him. He continues to have a really good camp, even though he's quiet about it. He's not, you know, he's not out there. He's not that flashy guy, but he looks real smooth and subtle with what he's doing. He's, he's, he's looking like he's fitting in real comfortable with this Raiders offense. So, you know, as long as Jimmy G stays, you know, comfortable or, or stays decisive with the ball, uh, continues to build off what he did today, that's what I'll be looking for against this 49ers defense because that 49ers defense we know is good. The Raiders defense we're hoping is going to be good. But the 49ers defense we know, as a matter of fact, is good. So if he's able to get the ball out, still look like he's, you know, under control, you know, he's not back there panicking, happy feet or anything like that, taking would-be sacks, I think that that's a good step. That's a, that's a positive step, especially going into week one of the preseason. But like I said, want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Got a text from uh, the 209, got a couple, matter of fact. This one says, what up, Q? Poncho here. What I'd like to see or hear about is obviously about our defense and that they're still causing turnovers and giving the other offense a hard time since now they won't know what's coming as opposed to seeing the same plays from time to time. Great point. That, that is, that's going back to you know, me talking about that communication, making sure that these guys are where they're supposed to be, right? Not, not getting 
beat for big-time plays and not, you know, looking like it's too easy, not looking like whoever's the quarterback back there, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, whoever the case may be, is just playing pitch and catch. If you see them start playing pitch and catch out there and they look like they're just, you know, having a good time in the park, then the Raiders are in trouble. (laughs) Right? I mean, they've got to put up some resistance. Again, I'm not asking them to be the lights-out defense and have five picks and take them to the house. I'm not asking any of that. But they got to look like they're worth the salt and they know what they're doing. They can't out there. They cannot let them get comfortable uh, doing that. If they get comfortable out there, then the Raiders' defense is not what, you know, we were talking about it could be. Uh, got a text from the 619. I know it's not Raiders-related, but for, my, for Maui and Old Town Lahaina, prayers up. No doubt. No doubt. My man Vegas Jess uh, sent me a tweet about Lahaina over there in Maui. I love Maui. Lahaina is actually a, a nice little town there, an old school town there that uh, the wife loves to go to when we go to Maui. We've been there now two years in a row. And, uh, yeah, it's, they're going through those fires, man. And, and basically the whole street, at least what I saw, that whole famous old school street is on fire. And it, it looks bad. So, yeah, definitely prayers up, man. Anytime we see anything going on like that across the country, man, we hate that because we know how many lives are affected by stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a really good uh, text from the 619. Thanks so much for that. I appreciate you. Mailman Raider said, man, Q, I'm so happy these damn kids are back in school. I don't get – I don't got to worry about them running in the middle of the street on my route no more, laughing my ass off. Now that I'm out of school, let's just make it all year long. That's funny. That's hilarious. And I'll tell you right now, and I, I don't mind admitting this, when we had kids that were in school – I was so happy when school came back because, man, I'll tell you, there's one thing that is true to this day, and anyone who's a parent of a younger child or even an older child knows that I'm right about this. Kids sit around the house. If they ain't got no job, they sit around the house and they eat, and they eat, and they eat, and they eat some more. And you know what? They're not even hungry. They're just bored. Every time. And look, it's so funny that I say that because every once in a while when I don't know what to do with myself, I'll walk to the kitchen and I'll open the fridge. For randomly, and the wife's like, are you hungry? I was like, no. What the hell are you doing in the fridge? I just, uh, you know, I'm just walking. But kids do that religiously. But the problem is they'll go to the fridge and open the door and find something. <laughs> right? They'll find something and just eat, eat, eat. And I'm like, man, you eating again? Yeah. And then the other thing that burns me up, and this always happens every summer as well, is that the kids will put the AC on super low, right? They want the house to be like ice cold. Right, especially Lil Q. He'd do this all the time. He'd, he'd want the house ice cold. He'd walk around with no shirt on, and then all of a sudden he put a big-ass blanket over him. I'm like, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? None of that makes sense. If you want a blanket, how about you don't turn the AC down to freezing? How about that? Or, I don't know, put a shirt on if you're cold. Instead, he turns it all the way down, takes his shirt off, like he's got a big chest or something. He don't. And then puts a blanket on. Don't make no sense. And then goes and eats. So, yeah, back in the day when kids went back to school, I was the happiest dude. Look, you could have you kept them all year for all I cared. But that, that, but that was back in the day, right? Now that we ain't got kids or we, we got the kids that are, are all got jobs and everything, that's all good. Now they, now they respect it. Now they're like, hey, man, yeah, I got I to gotta save some money. Yeah, you're right. You're right because now you got to pay for some things. So the, the, the game changes once they have to start paying. Again, Ari, I started the show sounding like the old man in the room. I'm going to end the segment with the show, me sounding like the old man in the room. And I'm okay with that. I'm right. That's how I roll. But Mailman Raider, shout out to you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, got a text from the 209. As far as Jimmy goes, I'm not surprised. I mean, he doesn't completely suck. <laughs> He's just not a deep threat. But now accepting 
uh, that I'm looking forward to the fast plays and the yaks our receivers are capable of getting. And, yeah, there was – the other thing about today's practice, and we'll ask Vic Tafer about it when he joins us in a few minutes, the other thing that really stood out to me was the pace of some of the drills. Like, they went through a seven-on-seven period where it was like, Jimmy, boom, 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 hut, boom, throw. All of a sudden, Aiden jumped in, boom, boom, throw. Hoyer jumped in, boom, 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 throw. Like, it just was boom, boom, boom. If they – and I, I made the joke, and Hondo and Vic uh, – not, not Vic, Vinny. Uh, Hondo and Vinny were standing next to me when I made the joke. I said, man, if they got 10 minutes for this drill, they're about to get 13 minutes worth of, of production done. Like, they found a way to turn 10 minutes into 13 minutes without getting an extra second of time, right? That's how many reps they had in that session. They were just going that stinking fast. So I do throw the question out there to you. What do you want to see or hear from the Raiders in their joint practices with the 49ers coming up tomorrow and Friday? Where is your confidence level when it comes to Jimmy settling in with this offense? 2.25 is the time. Vic Tafer from The Athletic, he'll join us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. I mean, I've always thought highly of myself, whether I'm in a good position or bad. I got high expectations for myself that exceed anybody else's. Because, uh, you know, I got to believe myself before anybody else does. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. With your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Last year, that young man that you just heard from, Sam Webb, was an undrafted free agent. He made the 53-man roster. He's in the battle this year. There's no doubt about it. There's 11 cornerbacks. There's 11 wide receivers in the room. They're all not going to make the roster when it comes down to cutdowns. When it's August 29th, they got to get down to 53 guys. But you heard Sam Webb right there talk about his expectations. Again, a lot of competition that he has. Sam Webb talked today. Tyler Hall talked today. Brandon Parker and also Aiden O'Connell. Join us now on the phone lines from The Athletic is our good friend Vic Tafer. And Vic, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And let's go ahead and start there with Sam Webb and that cornerback competition. How deep is that competition as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I think it's wide open. That's why I think these last couple of days with the Niners and Warrior practices and next week with the Rams, we're going to see some of these guys have a chance to really emerge and make some plays and make a difference. But I think it's, I think everything's wide open. It's not even set in stone that, you know, we think that Marcus Peters are going to start, maybe Jaquan and Bennett, but even that's not, not set in stone. So all these guys have a chance to really themselves and win the role. How much better has the communication been in the secondary so far this, this training camp, or has it been better in your opinion? It's hard to tell. I mean, I know it's the, the first reaction is, yeah, there's more interceptions, and I think that's probably may also do the kind of GMs and rust, but it looks like they're a little faster. It looks like they're more aggressive. It looks like they're kind of getting, getting a little quicker. So I think, yeah, I think Mr. Positive, I'll say, yeah, it is better this year. I think we want to see more in the next couple of days. Yeah, exactly. The next couple of days as the 49ers come to town for the joint practices, what is it that you'll be looking for when they're out there and when you're out there? Yeah, I can just like winning matchups like both on both sides of the ball, both you know the cornerbacks and even the receivers in the offense. How they're doing? There's a big dimension, a deep group at receiver also. So I want to see how those guys do. Uh, the line, there's some some battles there at the right tackle and right guard spot. I think so. All those guys match up against the Niners guys, and old friend Cleve Farrell will be hanging around. That <laughs> day. So it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, we're talking again with Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. Jimmy G, I started the show today saying Jimmy G looked really good, and he didn't look really good last Friday or Saturday, you know, when he got picked off seven times total. But what did you see from Jimmy on the indoor today? Yeah, he was dealing. I mean, he looked, he looked great. I mean, especially in the red zone, I was missing 
anybody in the red zone. A lot of touchdowns, which has been kind of the area of concern the last few years. And one of the big reasons why he's here, because he does well in the red zone. So I think um, you mentioned there were some struggles, but I guess it's hard to really jump to a lot of conclusions either way because he is obviously had some rust, hadn't played in a while, coming off the foot surgery. So I think there's a, it's a long time between now and the first game of the year. So I think it's a good sign today. And for him, I'm sure he's willing to take the baby steps and, and keep getting better. How confident are you that he will get settled in and, and be able to pick up what Josh wants him to do? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think he, um, he, he, I mean, I don't know. People always say he's a winner. To me, that's always tough because matters are so good. So, But right. there's no question he's a kind of accurate. And there's no question he's good in the red zone. No question teammates like him. He's definitely a leader. He's been proven to have the guys you know, backs and vice versa. So I think uh, he and Devontae Adams will be fine. I'm not sure about the deep ball, but, again, there's so many things you can, you can do on offense to get these guys up. So I think the offense should be fine. Again, we're talking with Vic Tafer here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You mentioned the offensive line and the competition on the right side of it, right tackle, right guard, whatever the case may be. How how competitive do you think that right tackle spot is right now between Thayer Mumford and, uh, and also Jermaine Illuminar? Yeah, I think it's a toss-up. I think Thayer Mumford's come on strong. He probably had more reps than last week than uh, Jermaine did. But, you know, Jermaine's a vet. He's kind of got that you know, the Patriots uh, know-how. So I know he's very feisty, very determined to prove he's one of the best right tackles in the league, so I think it's going to be back and forth. And uh, I thought originally, before we started the whole camp, I thought Baron Parker might be a factor, but I don't think so. I think he's kind of fine for a roster spot, so I think it's way between Munford and, and, and Eleanor. And I know Nick Bosa is not going to be out there to, tomorrow or Friday and, and probably not on Sunday either, I'm sure, just because he's trying to get that contract right now. But how much do you think we'll learn about this Raiders offensive line going up against that 49ers defensive line? Yeah, I think we'll learn something. We'll learn, like, I mean, they brought everybody back from last year. That's when the big, you know, hang your hat in that thing, how they have more consistency, more knowledge, more camaraderie, the kind of better suit to take off where they left off last year. So I think you want a clean couple of days of practice. You don't want to see uh, Jimmy G in too much trouble. I think that's the key thing. And also get the, the run game going. So I think it's just, you know, kind of build off what they've done last year during the first part of camp and just show that uh, and they're big in the rotation, all these guys for different spots. So just uh, all these guys kind of show up and, and play well. Again, we're talking all things Raiders with Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I mean, Max, we haven't seen him practice. You know, we didn't see him on Sunday, didn't see him today. We saw him stretch today. But how much do you think he's itching at the bits to go ahead and get out there and get against someone else in San Francisco? Yeah, I'm sure he's dying to get out there. I'm sure, like, we've seen him in, I'm not sites, but kind of near skirmishes in practice with his own guys. I can't imagine <laughs> going against another team in practice. He's going to be really animated. I'm sure there'll be a couple of things that happen in the next couple of days. And I imagine he'll be in the middle of it. So um, just a guy who's a nonstop guy. I mean, you see him in the games. He's the same way in practice. He's just, he just can't stop talking, can't stop chirping or moving his hands. They're always letting him get the extra edge. So that will, uh, I'm sure the team coming in, and that's like if we play well in the heat and the, the training camp practice, I'm sure he'll ruffle some feathers tomorrow. You know, one of the things I noticed about the way that the Raiders put together their roster for to make it a 90-man roster, they have veterans on all levels, right? Of course, Max Crosby is the leader on that defensive line, but, you know, bringing in guys uh, in, in the linebacking core, bringing in guys in the, in the secondary like a Marcus Peters, bringing in guys at the safety spot like a Marcus Epps, how smart was that to bring in those leaders or those, I, I say, veterans to help lead the young guys? Yeah, I think it's smart because you obviously get that know-how, get the expertise in there, some tips, and we also get guys who kind of, you know, maybe realize this is their last shot for a spot or last chance for a starting spot, so it's going to be ultra-competitive. I think if you look at even a D-line, a guy like John Jenkins, a guy we don't talk about much, but yeah. he's been around for a long time. He's a big dude. He definitely can make a difference 
in terms of plugging up holes in the middle. So he's a factor. I mean, it's a deep, deep line group, but I don't people not really realize he's in, the, he's in the mix. He has a chance to win the spot, and he's fighting hard for it. So those are the kind of guys, the veteran guys who come in, teach young guys something, but also fight for a spot, and, and that's a perfect combination. What are you thinking about Robert Spillane? He, he, he was talking the other day, I think last week he was talking. He kind of got me fired up by what he was saying, but now it's one thing to say it. you got to go out there and do it. What do you, what do you feel like he brings to this, this team? Definitely a guy who can stop the run. Definitely a guy who's got that nonstop motor. I mean, people are, he's got some big shoes to fill. I think Denzel Perriman, I thought, was really, really good. I mean, I was not a, not a guy in the passing game who will dominate, but them all over the field kind of making plays. And I thought he was really good, and I think that's a lot for uh, playing. Get that level. I mean, to me, that's, 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 that's a big win. Yeah, and that's going back to talking about veterans that they brought in. I feel like he'll help a guy like Luke Masterson. He'll help a guy, you know, like a, a – like, any of the Drake Thomas, the the undrafted free agent, uh, even Devon Diablo, I feel like he'll be able to help him and you know to just kind of grow into the role of what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. I think my my big sleeper in that group is uh, Curtis, Curtis Bolton. I was looking mm. good in camp so far. He's a guy who has a chance to really show himself out in the next couple of days. But I thought he's a lot better than last year. He's always been a great athlete, but I think he's kind of getting the, the feel of the defense, and knowing where to be, and kind of picking his spot. So he's a guy I think can make a real big jump the next two weeks. Nice. I'm going to pay attention to Curtis Bolton now. He's a guy that's done a lot of special teams work, right? He's a special teams ace, really. Uh, if he can all of a sudden really evolve and be that guy on the defensive side of things, that's something to pay attention to. There you go, a little nugget drop there from Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920. As far as Jacoby Myers, I think all of us have commented about him, and they ha- we haven't talked real loudly about him because he hasn't been loud, but I feel like he's had a really good camp so far, Vic. Yeah, and he should. I mean, obviously he knows the system well. He's coming in as a neat form. He's a clearly number two guy on the offense. He has good hands and got all the habits you want. So I thought, you know, the bar is pretty high. I think he's met the bar. I think he's coming every day. And he's pretty much cut everything I've seen on his way. And he, he looks smooth and fluid and knows what he's doing. So I think Devontae Mention is really savvy for a guy who's a little younger. But uh, I think he's been very impressive. One definitely one of the top five guys in, in camp thus far. How have you felt like Hunter Renfro has rebounded from, from last year? Yeah, I mean, Hunter's a pro. I think, I mean, I don't want to question that. I think he was kind of down himself for last year with how he blames himself and clearly wasn't the only one to have with the new regime and got something to prove. I think also the new regime has something to prove also. They want to prove that he can work. He can fit in with, and make plays for his offense and they gave him the extension last year and didn't really work out. But there's still time. Things can still turn around. So he's been good. I mean, he's always, you know, a guy in practice is going to look good because he's so tough to cover and he's so savvy with the route running and just the, the hands. So, you got a good camp as well. We'll get you out on this one. Trey Tucker and DeAndre Carter, are those guys battling for one spot, or do you see a world where both of those guys can coexist? That's a good question, man. That kind of goes with the previous question, Hunter Renfro. I was kind of hitting me for Hunter maybe in trouble. But, yeah, that's a real tough one because I think there's two slot guys, both with speed. I think they both make it. I think they both make the team. So I'm not sure if they're carrying five or six receivers, but as of today, I think both Tucker and Carter make it. All right, I like it, I like it. Well, Vic, what are you working on, man, that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, some good stuff, man. Just you know, looking at camp as a whole, getting uh, some Jimmy G stuff done, uh, Devontae Adams, kind of big features type, type stuff. And uh, but, yeah, the next couple of days will be all about Jimmy G and, and the Niners. You got your big hat ready because you know it's going to end up being uh, blazing hot out there when we're outside tomorrow. I'm ready, man. Also, I was going to tell you, congrats on the uh, ESPN radio thing. Man. So I just saw that. So a nice job. Thank you, thank you. I just kind of got word of it myself, but definitely appreciate you, my man. That's awesome. Appreciate you. 
Uh, but take care. See you tomorrow. All right, my man. There he goes. Vic Tafer right there from The Athletic, uh, dropping all things Raiders and uh, dropping a couple more nuggets there here on Raider Nation Radio 920. But, yeah, DeAndre Carter and Trey Tucker to me is – that's a, that's, a, that's a little battle right there, and, and Vic is talking about he's thinking that both of those guys could make it. And, look, I'm not saying that they can't, right? I mean, DeAndre Carter is a veteran. Maybe they bring along Trey Tucker a little slow. He's a guy that I've seen some really good things from so far in camp. Uh, but DeAndre is much more polished already as a kick returner and a punt returner where Trey did a lot of kick returning in college, but he didn't do any punt returning in college. So he's got to get that mastered. So it could be as simple as, hey, DeAndre is going to lead the way this year, and then maybe they, they pass the sticks on to Trey Tucker next year. But I, I think it's a, you know, it's a good battle to continue to watch. I think Philip Dorsett, I think he's in competition as well. I mean, look, the one thing I know that the Raiders added this offseason was a lot of speed, and that's a good thing, right? They have speed in a lot of different places, offensively and defensively, something that's been clearly missing for quite a while. So uh, that's all really good stuff that, that you want to have on your team. You want to have that speed on both sides of the ball. You want to have guys in the corner position that aren't going to get burnt by that, you know, that, that burner. You, you want to have those kind of dudes. So uh, it's, it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be some really good, healthy competition. I think we're going to learn a lot about this, this team the next two days. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team next week when they're scrimmaging with the Rams out in L.A. I think that that's going to go a long way. Of course, the preseason ga- games matter, but, man, those scrimmages and those joint practices, I believe, carry a lot more weight. 2.42 is the time. Many thanks to Vic Tafer. We definitely appreciate him. Through the question out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Also, the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. What do you want to see or hear from the Raiders in their joint practices with the 49ers as the next time we talk, one practice will already be in the books? And what is your confidence level when it comes to Jimmy G settling in? Let us know about it. Again, 69187, keyword r Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Matt Barrows from The Athletic will join us to talk all things 49ers, what he expects or what he'll be looking for, what he thinks Kyle Shanahan will be looking for in joint practices as they join the Raiders tomorrow and Friday and they have their preseason game coming up on Sunday. I'm telling you, I cannot be more fired up for the opportunity to be out there tomorrow and check out what they have going on. And so we'll talk all things 49ers with Matt Barrows coming up at 3 o'clock. But right now, want to uh, let you hear from Carmen Brasillo. He was one of the uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches that we had an opportunity to catch up with. We talked to uh, Jason Simmons, Antonio Pierce, Bo Hardegree, Carmen Brasillo, Kennedy Palomalo, Edgar Bennett, and more. Right, so uh, so Carmen Brasillo was one of the guys that, that we had a chance to catch up with. And he's a dude that he's intense. Right, he gets after his guys. Offense, uh, the obviously the trenches are super important. The offensive line is super important. And as we mentioned, and you heard Vic Tafer talking about it, there's some big time competition at the right side of the offensive line, right tackle and right guard spot. So here's Carmen Basillo from yesterday at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, really just starting off talking about being able to rotate so many guys into the the starting line and the second line because they have a pretty deep room right now. Well, uh, I think, number one, we're, we're pleased thus far to be able to have a group that we can move around and the fact that we've had um, all the same guys out there working. You know, um, I think it's the nature of the position, just that um, you have injuries throughout the season, so um, building continuity throughout the group is a good thing of guys you know, seeing things or communicating things or doing things a little differently. 
um, and doing it with different guys in front of them. And then lastly, um, competition is a good thing. So, Carmen, there is some continuity this year with the offensive line. It feels like the starting unit, for the most part, um, comes back. How much of a um, benefit is that? I think like we said back in the spring, the, the benefit of having the guys back is that we have an, ex- an understanding of what the expectations are as a group and the process, which you know, having awareness of what's going to happen can you know, obviously help alleviate some problems or, or, or get over the hump on some certain things. So we definitely enjoy having you know, a lot of the guys back in the room and the guys that we've added you know, you know, fit our mold and we're excited about. How much seen, we've seen a lot of fair. Getting starting reps at right tackle. I don't know what the depth chart looks like this time of year. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, like we talked about before, right? there's a bunch of different combinations of guys getting reps at different spots, different groups. I, I don't. We don't say starters. We don't say anything. Right. I mean, it, it's just it is what it is. You know, whoever's out there. I mean, I know at some point I know it's important for you guys, but truly for us, it's about getting better and guys getting work with different guys, and that's that is a goal of ours to to get that because that's the nature of the position and the nature of the season. How much have you seen Thayer mature from year one to year two? I think like anything, I mean, you know, you you like to see that improvement in that regard um, just by sheer nature. Um, He's a worker um, like the other guys in the room. You know, he and Dylan both going into their second year. But then just the, the, the improvement that you've seen with, you know, guys from the spring to now, you know, just having, you know, the two rookies that we have in the room of, of their improvement as well. So, I mean, that's one of my core philosophies as far as, you know, your goal should be constant improvement. Um, I know as a coach, I'm always trying to get myself better, whatever it may be. And I think you expect that as yourself, especially at our position, just because the nature of the position is such a developmental one. You know, it, you never have it, you know, um, the skill set and the, and, the, and the things that are required to do the position well. Um, are not natural, so you've got to really work at them and develop them, and it's never, it's never done. Coach, in talking about formulating the best five, obviously it's a mix and match, but what do you look for in the best five? Well, I think by nature there's certain positions have certain traits, you know, tackle to guard, guard to center, um, but nevertheless for us the core philosophy of all of them are still the same, of being smart, being tough, um, being committed to their craft, um, being able to adapt. We do a lot of things, and your expectation is to do all those things well. Um, so... Um, and then, of course, there's a communication element to it. Um, certain positions have to uh, give more calls. Certain positions have to maybe give more alerts. You know, so pre-snap, you know, somebody be making a call, and then, you know, as as we're getting into the as the defense is kind of declaring what they're going to do, then a different group has to, you know, maybe make a call. So there's definitely some communication that, that you look for and require in that regard. Last year, watching Andre, there would be a play that you'd run up. It seems like this year he's almost quarterbacking a little bit on the offensive line. He's a little bit more comfortable. Am I reading him right? I think I think the, the challenge for Andre, and, and again, you talk about a guy's improving, you know. Um, you know, Andre was a starting center of the year before I got there. It was his first year being the full-time starting center, and I thought we saw a really good improvement. We saw a solid player last year, and, and you expect that. I mean, like, you're going in your second year. We expect you to get better. Um, you should see that. So, I, you know, that being the case, now going into year three as, you know, as, as, as a center, um, primarily position, I think you start to see a little bit more comfortable, you know, being more comfortable. And then I think you see Andre being more comfortable in our system. And our challenge to him was to play faster at the line of scrimmage within our system. Um, it, it, in our system, we asked the center to do a lot to set the table. Um, you know, it's compared to some other just systems within football. And I think you see Andre just being a little bit more comfortable doing that. How difficult is it to transition to a new voice back there in Jimmy? How many reps do they need? He had mentioned it takes a lot of reps. Yeah, I think I think we're so conditioned 
to the cadences of, of different quarterbacks and yourself, and, and no matter how much there's there's a rhythm to that. So I think if there's any adjustment to that, it's it's literally just hearing a different voice. And me as a coach trying to emulate what, what our quarterbacks are doing because they're hearing me more than anybody. So I've got to make sure my cadence is, is the same, which is why my wife teases me that, you know, oh, I can hear you're in the training camp because my voice has gone three octaves and, you know, I'm gravelly. So there's Carmen Brasillo right there, Raiders offensive line coach, one of the most intense coaches that you're going to see out there at the practice facility. Uh, he's getting after it, but he's getting after it in a good way to try to get those guys to be where they need to be. And, of course, the offensive line is one of those units that we talk about it all the time. They've got to be one cohesive unit, and they're working right now. I think they're ahead of the curve because of the what they learned last year. They're ahead of it already. They already have a base, but now they're just trying to improve that base. So they're they're trying to figure out exactly what goes together, what fits the best to make that offensive line the best it could be in. It's going to get tested a lot tomorrow. It's going to get tested a lot on Friday, and I look forward to it. Going back to the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Again, I threw the question out there, what do you want to see or hear from the Raiders in their joint practices with the Niners, and where is your confidence level when it comes to Jimmy G kind of settling in with his uh, offense? And then, of course, if you have anything else that you want to chime in on, you can. Uh, we got a text from the 925, the battle is Dorsett versus Carter. That very well could be. You know, again, the wide receiver room uh, is 11 deep, so we know 11 guys is not going to make the roster. So Dorsett versus Carter, I can see that. Another text, no way Trey Tucker is getting released. No, he's not. There's no doubt about it at all. Uh, never thought he was, right? You don't draft a guy in the third round uh, and then all of a sudden release him. Well, you're not supposed to. We've seen it happen, but you, you're not supposed to do that uh, at all. But, no, there's not. But he's still battling, in my opinion, when I say a battle, I'm talking about early playing time. That's my battle. If they feel like, hey, this guy is comfortable enough that we can trust him to go out there and play right now, maybe we don't need this extra veteran. Maybe we can get a guy that plays a a different role instead of someone that plays a similar role. So when I talk about a lot of battles, I'm talking about getting some burn and getting early burn immediately. So thank you so much for that text. Again, you can keep that feedback coming at 69187, keyword R&R, or if you have a question for any of the guests that we have, like Matt Barrels, he joins us next on Radio Nation Radio 920.